Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod, a podcast that has covered hundreds of TV series, moving on every week like vagabonds from prison to gated community. For the next few weeks, we are tracking the course of just one box set and that is the walking dead season eight i thought it required some extra effort so i have literally spent three minutes on logic pro x before this and created (laughs) my own fan art theme tune for the series way i'm going to play it in a moment let's introduce to these two first my lifelong radio host partner jamie Uh, he's a simpleton who lives in the middle of nowhere and does this podcast down some very dodgy internet. And then Matthew Wanless joined the podcast more recently, a man who considers himself an intelligent, artistically tasteful lover of fine art and television. Hello, Matt. I mean, I mean, you're putting words into my mouth. There. Could just be a snob from London. Could just be a snob. That's from more London. like it. That um, sounds like me. He is on good internet. He will be drinking fine wine during this podcast. And you can email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. We don't get many emails on this um, podcast. We just don't seem to invite it or don't ask for them very often. So you're more than welcome to email us. And we will read them on next week's. We're going to try and keep up a podcast per week. First of all, boys, do you want to hear the the new theme tune? Yeah. Absolutely. You're going to love this. You ready? Here we go. It's a bit poor now. What what is happening? I feel like feel like this is the music you put on when you're trying to get in the mood, Howell. Big guitar if ending, you... so essentially, you know, we can talk over that. Did you hear that? Did you hear the guitar bit at the end? Whoa. It sounds like Flat Eric getting eaten by an electronic lion. <laughs> <laughs> so there well, we go. Well, at least you did, you know, I appreciate the effort. The th- um, I, it really did thanks. take me three minutes, can you tell? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, oh. you can tell, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was less. So... Each week, we're going to capture our thoughts and feelings, and uh, uh, mostly, the most fun bit will be predictions for the series to come, and the world of The Walking Dead in general. My wife and I have watched 99 episodes of The Walking Dead, 100 episodes of The Walking Dead in the last month, uh, and we've just started uh, Fear the Walking Dead. We're on season two of that at the moment. Um, This week... Episode one of season eight of the original and best Walking Dead called <laughs> Mercy. Who was that? That was me. Apologies. That was... I couldn't get away from the mic quick enough. Really? I think you might have infected people with your filth through the microphones. <laughs> that was... I mean, did you try at all to turn away from the microphone? I did, damn it. It came on me like a hurricane. I had no time to prepare <laughs> a response or any kind of fallback with it literally sounded like someone ran up and, and, and threw a bucket of frog spawn over your head. <laughs> that was disgusting. I tell you, it felt worse than it's, it sounded. 
we'll have all fallen ill to Jamie's virus by the end of this podcast. Negan has reigned supreme. Now Rick, a pregnant Maggie and a man with a tiger are joining forces to rage all-out war. First question each week that I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, is the only question that is going to be very short, and that is, I want I want to have a quick track of your happiness. How happy did you feel on a scale of 1 to 10 at the start of this episode, and how did that number change by the end of the episode? Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, are we are we taking into account external factors? We're taking into account um, when I say the start of the episode. What I mean is by the opening credits. So the first five okay. minutes. Um, how, how did it set you up on a scale of one to ten, Jamie? Um, seven. And by the end of the episode, nine. <gasps> Matthew. I'd say I started at an eight and remained at an eight. Oh, <laughs> consistent. I uh, started, I mean, that began and essentially it was the entire Comic-Con trailer in the first five minutes. It was all out the way in the first five minutes, but I was still very excited. I'd say I was at an eight, end of the episode, ooh, nine or ten, but with some serious caveats along the way. So let's talk through it. Yeah. So what I, questions I think it's worth you... saying I think I think it's worth saying before we start yeah. is that we feel like this because let's say at least season 7 disappointed to some extent that's why <sighs> disappointed to you Jamie Yeah he's already yeah, pouring extent, his yeah. bucket oh, Sorry how told me I can't throw any shit at Walking Dead but no, I think I didn't. it's worth pointing you did how I did not I said be aware <laughs> that you that, right so last week Jamie right. basically said that that series was was boring and everybody agrees with this the talking dead Chris Hardwick yes, exactly they seem to apologize for it all the time but yes. having just watched it as a binge I think it's a brilliant series yeah, Matthew okay. do you agree what series 7 series 7 yeah um I think it had some really good parts in it, yeah. Much better well, I think, I, when you I, don't the, wait I, week for week for it, though. Much possibly better that's when you can watch the, it. Yeah. I think that's the reason, but, but it's worth pointing out that prem, the premiere viewers were down, so this is probably a reaction to Season 7 a little bit and watching it on a weekly basis when it did disappoint a little bit. 17.6 people, 17.6 million people watched the Season 7 premiere and only, well, only, still a great number, 11.4 watched the season eight premiere episode. That's 35% down on season seven's premiere. I think that's a reaction to a little bit of negativity towards season seven. But having said that, that's why I'm so happy with episode one of season eight. You can carry on now, Hal. But I think they're just reacting insecure, to insecurity. Yes, the numbers are, are dropping. Yes. 35% drop isn't good or whatever but at the same time TV series lose people along the way and, and also they're making something great they seem to be apologising so much for it but again when you like what we seem to it's potentially they've swung it so far in the other direction with this one so we've got look we're straight into criticism here but let me say this we had no planning time right on this one it was like yes Immediately, I was at an eight at the beginning because I was like, we're going to get some serious A-team action here. Yeah. They are getting stuff together. We're going to see the plans come together. Yes. And yes. and actually, there was some really quite amdram, um, we will fight them on the beaches speeches. In oh, the field, I loved right? it. I love, the, I love a good, great 
Rick's speech. Yeah, but... I like Rick's speech, yeah. No, well, well, that's fine, but then it was like... Okay, let me break this down for you. The whole plan that they had, as far as I can work out, was to turn their cars into shielded cars using corrugated iron. Great idea. And let me explain and why that's... And then send the... a massive herd of walkers into the ah. ne- into the den of the things. Mm. Now. Saviors. Now. The, no. Not until 24 hours before, because the episode begins with Daryl shooting an arrow at Burnface, right? Burnface picks up the arrow, and all the arrow <laughs> says is, tomorrow, right? Mm. The He fires the arrow back, and correct me if I'm wrong, what he's written on the message is all of the lookouts, yeah? Daryl goes round all of the lookouts, the piece of paper that Daryl's ticking off, all the lookouts. I love that. Yeah, I love that murder to do list that we're checking. Yeah, out. but fantastic. but do you do you understand that that was the curled piece of paper that had been around the arrow? Yeah. yeah. So, if it's tomorrow, he's only had that list. They've only had the ability to know that they're going to take out all the lookouts in the last twenty four hours, which means that whole plan can only have been formed knowing that they could do that. Surely, so the plan comes no. together. Well, uh, it, well, then they would have been taken out by the lookouts if they'd have tried it without his help, without Bernie Bernie Boy's help. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. Get me. So, what's your point, though? My point is, this hasn't been like a um, D-Day landing strategized thing for two months with them figuring it out. It's like no, it has because they stapled they, some the... corrugated iron to the car, and then Bernie Boy has given us a list that's made it really helpful for us to be able to come up with a plan. No, that's how. They've been communicating, communicating yeah. with. Um, I can't. Dwight, his name is on the inside. Yeah, of Bernie exactly. Oh, okay. And right. the, so they've been building that. up. They've been doing this for a long yeah. time. And, Paul... and Carol and um, I can't think of her name. Uh, have been on top of that bridge, figuring out because the walkers are basically doing a cycle around the Savior's place. They, they turn up at the same time every day. I think that was what they were saying, right? Is this in the? Yeah. Is this in the comic? Is it? Have you got extra intel here? No, I haven't read the comic. I'm not not this far anyway. I still so reading it. Um, you're guessing. The you're guessing that this is the end of a series of Arrow conversations, then. Yeah, but you're well, also no, guessing I'm, I'm taking, that you're, I'm taking cues from the uh, from the from the filmic tropes that they're using within the uh, within the within the cinematography. Filmic tropes. Okay, okay. All right, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. They've been chatting away every day with the arrows. But also, we don't know exactly what's happened yet. We don't know. How's your face? All right. How's your bike? <laughs> Good. Time. No, they've been figuring out uh, where, they've, they've that been, there yeah. are X amount of lookouts in X amount exactly. of positions. They probably change positions. They probably change personnel. They've okay. had a man on the inside. They figured out that they've got this huge herd of walkers that rotates basically around the safe. This sounds like they've a been great figuring episode. Figuring out a way to do that. This is my point. So, in, in fear of people like Jamie saying series seven was shit, they have. They've covered so much ground so quickly here. I would have loved to see that arrow conversation for you know just I see twenty what minutes. You're coming up to right? Okay. Minutes. Like, give us a bit more of the build-up rather than just as far as I saw it. It all happens. Really, the payoff happens really quick. Suddenly, we're right in front of Negan, and there's some no. Great lines. Listen, no. Think about how they started series six with the um, with moving the herd away from Alexandria. Yeah, that's um, ages. That... I love that. Exactly, but they started it 
at the at, at the end of it, if you see what I mean, the first thing that happened it was them uh, was them accidentally moving it to start with one of those trucks falling off the edge of the quarry. Yeah, and the herd started moving. Yeah, and then over the next four episodes, they they're really good at this sort of playing with um with time, and obviously there's these three different ricks that we're seeing um in 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 the show so far. One of them is far in the future with his lovely lustrous beard and his cane mm-hmm. one of them looks pretty miserable mm-hmm. uh, and is probably somewhere in between that and present day rick who is leading the charge against the other thing but then there's there's also the there's the planning stage we're seeing little bits of planning we don't know what we've seen yet we don't know what we're mm-hmm. going to see yet so i wouldn't draw yeah. any conclusions to all i'm saying is I, I would have enjoyed some more 18 you, you might montage. get it in episode two how and i think you're worrying about you know the, the the point is what was good about this episode is we've got some momentum we've got <clears> some <throat> genuine conflict we've got a genuine war we're actually getting to see negan being used in a more malevolent way that is more interesting and this is why it's a really good start to the series it's a positive movement we're getting Slightly psycho Rick back. My favourite Rick is Turbo Rick. That's the best Rick. I always love it when Rick goes crazy. They're always the best moments. It feels like a series with a little bit more impetus behind it now. It's going somewhere. It's going somewhere fast and dangerous. Okay, let's address what Matt called the three Ricks because here's my telling of it. The future Rick is actually just an imagined future. That's just him going, that's what I want to work towards. I... I tend to to agree with that um the rick standing by two graves i actually thought that was supposed to be past rick just after abraham and and um glenn lost it he's standing above the grades graves he's by the wall there in the hilltop so i thought that it's him in the past uh, that's his motivation so there's two motivations mm-hmm. there's the motivation of what negan did and there's a motivation of the hope for the future that's what i think yeah. that is but also it could be we could end up seeing rick standing next to two other people's graves when this is over i think that's sort of uh, yeah near to present day rick personally do you i do i, who's I, I in think the graves that... who's in the graves come on Ooh. Ooh. And abraham oh so after yeah, all, after I think the battle, he just goes back to their graves and has a cry. No, no, no. It's near to present day. As oh, I'm in like sorry. It's either, it's either right before they start going or it's a couple of days. Got you, ago. got you, got you. In the past. I disagree. I think that is the cost of war. I think that's yeah. the cost of war, Rick. After the battle, mm. the main casualties, people he's lost, loved ones that have been, who? you know, the, 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 the people we lost during the yeah, epic battle. Who, who are the two? Tell me. Well, it's obviously, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to guess. Why? I'm really hoping it's not someone like Michonne. Yeah. Uh, that's my worry. Mm. I don't think it's going to be <clears throat> Carl because Carl's too important. Because, you know, there's been a lot of talk of one day killing Rick off. Like, they're not afraid to kill Rick off as a character. And if they did, I think Carl would become central. No, nope. you guys talked forward. briefly about that last week, didn't you? Yeah, let's mm, touch yeah. on the idea of killing Rick off. And I, I just want to say I don't think they will. Let's move on from Jamie, Jamie being able to commit uh, to who's in those graves. But I think that, um, uh, well, in the first 15 minutes of this, I became certain that this was going to be Andrew Lincoln's last series because at first I, I didn't think that that was a prediction, uh, 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 that was an idealised future. I thought it was a kind of future flashback. And actually, Rick's going to go without going, just like Carol did. 
he's going to, Andrew Lincoln will become, he will live off in a house somewhere and he'll do some guest appearances, but we'll follow somebody else. Well, perhaps we haven't thought of that. If Rick leaves, he doesn't have to die. Is, is there some kind of um, extraneous rumours that I'm not privy to that people are bending about that Andrew Lincoln isn't going to be in it beyond this series? Well, uh, I, I think just I, I 10 think years in... Or is this just from you? No, people are always talking about it. Um, uh-huh. He's asked the question a lot, and and he has said Carl would be great to take over the show set up like that. He keeps saying in interviews it's set up as an ensemble, so anybody could take over. And Carl's. Well, really you don't think that's it. just him being humble? It could be, but and I also don't think Carl's strong enough to do it. I think it would have to be Maggie or Michonne, and Michonne is my favourite. She would be great, and Daryl, of course. But I don't think that they will get rid of it, any of those three. Daryl, Michonne and Rick. I don't they... want to get bogged down in this. So this is probably a discussion topic for later. But I do not think the show would work without Andrew Lincoln and the character of Rick. I don't. No, I, or I wouldn't like it. But I just think that Andrew Lincoln's been there in Georgia in the sunshine, the crack of dawn. He's a very wealthy man now. And he has to go there for a number of months a year and sweat and cry, and and he could just be sat on a Caribbean island now. And I, I just wonder how many years you can do that for. People love to work, man. People love to work. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think he's going to stick around. I think he's going to stick around also because this show's, I think, back on track. It's got some, it's got so some easy, movement. James. You're so easy to please, aren't you? Just I am. A few I, want, guns. I want to be... Listen, the show spent too long meandering. Now it's not. And you know what the best thing about it is? Is Negan has suddenly become an, a more interesting villain. Because last series, they spent too long kind of not sure, just dragging along episodes with Negan wandering around, leaning back, doing his kind of caricatures. Yeah, thrusting at his hips, putting yeah. his back on his shoulder. Yeah. Exactly. He wasn't doing Over it. He was like a panto villain. Words. Yes. Oh my God. Now there's actually a war going on. He is a character really has been, he's been given more to do. There's more meat there. There's more of an actual threat to him because he, See, I didn't think he actually did much this episode at all. No, he didn't do a great deal, but I just feel like there's, there's just a little bit more of a, a glint in his eye that there's actually a fight going to happen. You are problem. so wrong about this glint in his eye, Jamie. He, he, when, <laughs> when you watch it again, honestly, when you watch season seven again and you binge it and you watch it back to back, it's a great series and Negan's performance is great. Saw him on The Talking Dead talking about how, how dyslexic he is. He's really heavily dyslexic, right? So he has to learn his lines and he has some massive speeches, Negan, in that series. He has to learn them back to back. The idea that Jeffrey Watson is coming in there and just swinging his bat around and phoning it in, as you implied last week, is nonsense. That man is no, no. I don't. Hey, I don't look. think. I don't think it's him. I don't think. I don't think he's phoning anything in. I think the writers are struggling to give him in season seven Rubbish. to give him a motivation to nonsense. give him an actual blah, blah, blah. plot and blah. a uh, something to sort of an edge and a, something to keep him. <laughs> Interesting. They didn't have that in season seven. Why don't you work on your interesting levels and write yourself a good speech? Well, if, that's what he's got now. That attitude, then none of us can criticise anything. 
And you know what? I, I'm actually <coughs> trying to use a, this. I'm saying, I think it's a good thing. Negan as a character now, the writers have got something to work with here. He's just got, got a genuine. Basically, what you've seen is is Negan. Oh, the only difference that you've seen so far to make you this pleased is Negan going shit and running from a bullet, which is funny. Yeah, but yeah. it's good. I don't it, really it, understand. Go on, sorry. It doesn't. No, you're right, Matt. It doesn't exactly back up this entire thesis that you've just created, Jamie, based on three lines of him shitting his pants and running across a courtyard. <laughs> but I do agree that Negan um, started series seven so strong. And by the end, it was just like, are we going to see anything different from this guy? Yeah. Because uh, he, he just, he responded to everything in the same kind of cocksure way. And uh, and there were maybe a couple of little glimmers, like the episode where Carl found himself in with the saviors, mm. where you got a, a little glimpse of something more. But for the yeah. most part, it was just him being a sarcastic dick. And that worked for about three or four episodes. But after that, I was getting bored. I think there's more to it than that. Although he did, it did start to annoy me that beyond killing people in the first episode, he then found everybody um, badass. That's his word. He'd respect. Wow, you were badass. Out. You are badass. You've got some balls, kid. <laughs> um, just some. <laughs> but qu- then he gutted Spencer on a sneaker table. Oh, I really enjoyed that. that was good. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, that was classic. That was really good. Um, oh. So uh, okay, here comes my notes from watching it yesterday see if um, you find any of these chime with yours um, Morgan, does it annoy you at all that he's still wearing child's armour? He's still wearing a child's armour? <laughs> yeah, the kid who died, he put the kid who got killed in season Oh, he seven. put his shoulder pads on, did he? Uh, and his, and yes. his little chest plate, so it's still it's a child sized chest plate <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's got a laser tag out Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what, what, what do you I mean, obviously we don't have um, six, seven series of talking about this show to to draw on, so what do you guys think of Morgan in a, in a nutshell? Like if you gave if you gave him uh, a rating out of ten as a character. I really like I hate, him I hate rating things out of ten. We don't know. But let's now, do but, it more. Uh, um, I like I like Morgan as a character. I give Morgan as a character ten out of ten. As a uh, and as as an actor, as an overall presence on the screen. Well, as an actor, and I feel like we should uh, automatically side with Lenny Thingy because he's British. I think he's he like a million of the others. I think he's a, yeah. I, I I think he reminds me of a lot of older actors that I used to direct, and they're the kind of people. I'm guessing he's the kind of person that politely but firmly asks where his toast is in the morning. <laughs> you know, there's like a proper way of doing things. He's prepared his moves perfectly, and you can <laughs> see that his moves mean a lot to him. Um, mm. So it's a bit self. There's a bit too much sort of self-conscious poncing going on from the. Performance. What about you, Jamie? I mean, I've, Morgan as a character, just in general, I, 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 he's gone up and down in my rating. So yeah. for early on, and then when he came back for a while, he was up in the eights and nines. Dropped off a little bit because I thought they dragged out the whole. I'm not going to kill again. I'm against killing. I thought they dragged it out a little bit too long, and now he's back killing. That's nice. But I think you might um, get that impression because they spend a whole episode explaining that backstory. And again, when yeah, but you I, I love that backstory. Yeah, I actually really like that backstory. But you do need um, that character. And that is a philosophically, it's a really important 
presence. Oh yeah, to have yeah, no, is, absolutely. Oh, know, definitely, I agree with that. You know. But I, I think, I think, yeah, there was there were times when it became uh, too frustrating because it was in in the um, it it made him seem stupid yeah. because of the way they did it, like that episode where he he ended up having a rough and tumble with Carol just to yeah. stop her killing that guy who was going to murder everyone. <laughs> <He's great. laughs> yeah, um, but what, um, no, what I, do I think. think Matt? Yeah, I think he stands out a bit. Um, Mad Morgan in terms of performances. Yeah, uh, I like the character. Okay, but, you um, agree with me then? Um, and also, I think they've they've gone they, they lean a bit heavily on his kind of um, cool after hitting someone with a staff pose. Uh, like well, he, 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 he's well. he's hyping up the Shaolin monk aspect of himself too much. I think. Well, Matt, that was exactly what I was thinking about when I was talking about where's my tips. Mm. Is I'm not sure if they're holding on it too long or if he's holding on it too long. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. Just thought about it a bit much. <clears throat> like if you were in his presence, you might have a little giggle after he's just killed somebody. Also, he's the only Brit who struggles with the accent. I think. Oh. I know, yeah, there are times where I've noticed him slipping. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Carl's hat, why is it not dirtier yet after eight seasons? As in, it takes care of it, man. Rick's hat. It takes it care of it. He must brush it. Um, uh, yeah, I was certain that it was going to be Lincoln's last series because it was so heavily linked. In the battle scene, Rick says, After this, I'm following you, Maggie. Uh, and Maggie says, mm, Yeah, I thought that about as well. the future? And Rick says, Yeah. And then there's the walking stick. I think there's going to be a spin-off called the walking stick. What do we think about that? <laughs> oh, that, that sounds great. <laughs> I enjoyed the caravan's metal condom. Did anyone else enjoy that? The caravan's metal condom. Oh, the armor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Metal like condom. Yeah. Metal good, condom. good. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, it went at Mad Max A Team, which was good, but I could have done more for it, with more of it. And I hope we get more of it. Um, Negan's one of the best lines in it. Sorry, I was in a meeting from Negan. Yep, enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll make notes next week. Yeah, yeah. You've, d- you've clearly done a lot of prep here, Howell. Well uh, <laughs> Gregory's the biggest coward on TV. Uh, certainly the biggest selfish coward. Discuss. That actor, what do you know what the actor's name is? I yeah, can't it's, think. Um, mm. It begins with a Z, doesn't it? Um, it's uh, oh, well, it. look it, look it up while I talk about him because uh, I, I love him <sighs> because he's played so many like dickish guys, yeah, who you just love to hate. Do you remember him as Xander uh, Berkeley? Xander, Xander Berkeley, he was the president as, um, in 24, wasn't he? No, he wasn't the president, he no. was the head of CTU and he never listened to Jack, George Mason. Oh, yeah, and he ended yeah, up yeah. having he ended up dying a horrible death of radiation poisoning while driving a nuclear bomb in a plane over the yeah. Nevada desert. <laughs> uh, and the guy's um, so funny. Like he Xander Berkeley is a funny, funny guy. He's really, really he is hilarious, player. isn't he? Yeah. He's got a really good sense of um, of how to be an arsehole in a convincing way. Yeah, just the last. Um, the rules, yeah, I think he does such a good job. The rules of drama mean that he has got to go out doing something for somebody else. At some point, Gregory has to make one non-selfish move, and it'll be that that's his redeeming moment. And well, I mean, that's the thing. That's why a character like his is important, is because you know there's very much like a black and white, good and evil at the moment going on in this war. You need those characters like him in the middle who are just trying to survive yeah. because in, in whatever cowardly way they can. <laughs> that uh, would be you, in the middle it, ground. There's <laughs> a question. That would not be Gregory. Who do you think each other would be if we were if we were characters in The Walking Dead? So Jamie's definitely Gregory. 
Um, no. All right. I mean, at, at best. I'm Morgan. I mean, are you hell you? To be honest, I'm probably Gregory, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. No, you're the vicar. I like it. Um, you know, he's all about. I'm not the vicar. Yeah. I'm probably Carol. Oh, Jamie. I mean. To stop giving yourself best, cool people, you, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. At best. <laughs> Who's Daryl? Oh, well, that's me. Obviously. Well, that's Daryl. There's no question. <laughs> um, uh, what else we got? We had philosophy. I'm Judith. <laughs> oh man, Judith. Now, I mean, cute. I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same way as me, but every time I see Judith on the screen, yeah. I kind of tense up. I can't deal yeah. with the because this show is brutal, and I can't deal with the idea yes. that they might do anything. To that's her. one of that's one of the worries that I have about that flash. I think it's flash forward to after the war, where Rick's looking devastated. And he's got red eyes. If it is, that's I'm worried a big that grave. that's that's a big grave for a babe for a child. It's like a massive I'm just, mound. I'm, oh God, how is that where your mind goes? Well, you've got to work. I know. I know. It's bad continuity. If Jamie is right, that's all I'm saying. I, f- I feel bad if that is the case. I really if do. If they do it. Anything to Judith, it will ruin this show for me. Yeah, I just it like really her. will because she looks like my daughter a little bit as well. I can't oh. deal with it. I like Judith because um, I like any child in a series that is essentially melodramatic because the actors around her are always like talking at her, like I don't know what I'm gonna do, and the but the child is going, throw me that block, like just doesn't give a shit. Well, so I like yeah. children. Do you um, remember? Do you remember the bit in, um, I think it was series six, when uh, Tyrese and the two little girls and Carol and Judith were all separated from Rick? Of course. But, uh, it was series five. Actually, oh, was God, that was, a, that, was, that was one of the most devastating episodes. Oh, my God, that was terrible. And um, like, there was a moment where one of the two little girls, the one who always thought zombies should be allowed to live yeah. and wanted to be their friends, like put her hand over Judith's mouth. Yes. And yeah. oh, honestly, honestly, I nearly turned the TV off. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it at all. I couldn't deal with it. Uh, and then thankfully Tyrese win. turned up. You tell you two are parents, whereas I winced in the same episode when they kill a rabbit and eat it. Because <laughs> I look after rabbits. Aww. Um, yeah, that's yeah. nice to see a vulnerable side of you, Al. Yeah. Um, we Even had, if it uh, is for the lap hand. That's right. Last series then was criticised heavily, and it was because it was philosophy. Really, that's where where Walking Dead can climb up its own bum a bit. But this series, I would say, has got action, yes, but also melodrama in spades. That scene walking through the field, it was like Mel Gibson had directed it, and he was thinking back to uh, Braveheart. And they're walking through, and you get a bit of everyone's conversation, and then they're standing, Maggie standing up on the truck, going, "We will survive." I just I can't quite take those things seriously and feel I like it. it's been sold out a little bit. Because I cannot believe this is coming from the same person who has championed Chuck. This isn't Chuck. This is something else. This isn't Chuck. This TV is a shows. deeply... Um, well, no, this is a good show. This is a great but, show but, uh, with themes that, that run to the core of us and, and I do get what they're saying i just felt like it was slightly unearned this this maggie who essentially yeah she's been braver than gregory but gregory's that's not hard um suddenly everyone's standing listening to her do a speech i, I just imagine me and james stood at the back of the field and jamie going who does 
Who the fuck is this? What's she? What's she done? <laughs> yeah. No, I I understand what you mean about that actually, and and I think that actually, it kind of hurts its own point because I think what one of the things that they've shown throughout this uh, the, the whole series is that in a situation like this, leaders are so important, and what they've highlighted actually is that perhaps the actress playing Maggie doesn't have that quality. Whereas Andrew Lincoln does. And I think it's something very innate in people. And I mm. think it's something you can't teach. Yeah, um, right. And it's why certain people uh, get to play uh, leading men and women yeah. because they have that charisma, just it's in their bones. And I don't necessarily think that um, I can't think of the name of the actress who plays Maggie. Oh, she's not doing this. I'm bad enough with names of characters. So, um, yes, and I think that Andrew Lincoln does. I, I mean, I, I agree. The speech wasn't um, it was a it wasn't great, but I did, I think Maggie and the actress plays it. There's a real toughness to her. In last series, I thought she she was one of the stronger elements of the series. Was mm-hmm. her journey from the loss of Glenn to you know, becoming a leader of this community, mm. a strong character within that world. And I Lauren think... Cohen. Lauren, Lauren Cohen. Lauren Cohen, yes. Yeah, I completely agree with you about that. But I think when when it comes to sort of standing in front of people and being inspirational, mm. she doesn't mm. quite have it. And it ta- it's gravitas. Correct, Matthew. But then, but then even Ezekiel... With his uh, oh, elaborate please. wordsmithing, please. <laughs> I, I see. I, I think he does have it actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a freaking. T- he's, what he has got is a tiger that roars after he speaks. I mean, anyone <laughs> sounds good after that. <laughs> the future shall cometh, Jesus, and we shall walketh across the fieldeth, and make it to thy future. <laughs> I just can't I cannot take him seriously even in that conversation where he's kind of because we've seen him and one of the first times we met him was where he was talking to Carol and he dropped the performance and he was just talking mm. as him so we know that it's all an act and he knows it's an act but when he's standing just talking with Rick and Jesus and whoever else it was um, Maggie sorry Rick Jesus Maggie and him stood in a circle having a conversation he's still talking like that and Jesus is he's going I hear the hilltop had a doctor and you lost a them and Jesus goes we'll get him back and he just looks and goes yes Jesus you will <laughs> and yeah. it's like yeah, but, if I, I was them I, I'd be I going like the talk as yourself dude talk as no, yourself no I quite like the fact that he only dropped it for Carol like he keeps it up at all other times because he wants people to think he's a bit mad. I you may like, like that, but it annoys me that with Rick, with these people who they're trusting him, uh, <laughs> they're trusting him with the lives of hundreds of their people. <laughs> like, can you just talk to yeah. us normally? I mean, he, he's not as bad as the garbage people. Oh my oh, God! What well, on earth? I know they've developed. I'm a really not looking for because they're gonna years. they're gonna. They're going to crop up somewhere, aren't they? Okay, I and guarantee it's going to be awful when they, they will crop up for maximum three minutes and they'll all be dead. No, because they had... Um, I, I only glanced at it after I watched uh, the, the main show, but she, the, the head of the garbage people was on Talking Dead. Yeah. Looking like a oh, million dollars, by the way. It's amazing what a mm. different pair of clothes will do. Um, but, <laughs> Did you see them compare uh, a picture with um, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> No, I didn't. That's mean, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably very accurate, though. Um, yeah, I, I really hope they're not in it too much because 
I mean, in in the last series as well, when it turned out they weren't even going to fucking help out. I know. It was just <laughs> yeah, like, oh, come on, we've been through all this, and you're going to just turn yeah. on them. Oh, this is awful. And talk like this, you do. Will you lay with me now? It's like, you have developed this language and societal subculture in a shithole in the last three <laughs> years. In the last, less than that. For God's sake. As old as Judith, and Judith has got more um, c- civilian skills than these people. Anyway, um, w- w- is this our first Muslim character that has appeared in The Walking Dead? Have we noticed this? Carl's little subplot in the mm. car park. The Quran was mentioned, oh, line yeah, two good... of this person. Oh, no, come on. Here we go. Are you saying that Carl's going to become a Muslim? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if if it feels like this series, the writers had gone all philosophical and been allowed to do whatever they wanted in the last series, if in this one they have shat their pants and they've gone, we're going pantomime with the king, we're going melodrama with the A-team action, if they are doing things at the request of the audience, then number one, we'll meet the trash people for three minutes and they'll be gone because everybody hated them. And number two, there will be a Muslim character because there hasn't been one. And it's completely unrepresentative in that sense. I think the the following, this this will have been a plan from from very long because this is in the comic book as well. The the, the war happens in the comic book. Everything that happens has been probably plotted out very, very carefully for a number of seasons. There's nothing, there's no knee-jerk reaction going on here. Maybe they are heightening it up a little bit. Hold on a cotton-picking minute. How much of the comics have you read, Jim? (laughs) I have um, Wikipedia. (laughs) Oh, you tosser. Little bits. I'm aware that there is a war. In the comic books, though there is, okay. isn't that? And how? Are you aware well, of that as or? as far as I know, there is. But I, I basically I read the comic books up until the point where they initially meet the hilltop. I never met Negan in the comics, um, and the, I I I really respect this show. And I, as I said to Howell a few weeks ago, this is the best comic adaptation there is, bar none. Mm. And um, uh, yeah, the the way that they have made some stories slightly different and introduce different characters at different points like Tyrese is very it comes in at a very different point in the books um and uh you, you, Glenn doesn't have as big a part to sorry not uh, Abraham doesn't have as big a part to play and um like the fact that even if you have read the comics you might not know what's going to happen yeah they change but, um, a lot around they do change basically a lot there came a point where I was watching the tv show and I thought you know what, I'm going to stop reading the comics because I'm enjoying the TV show as much, if not more, and I don't have to pay as much for it as the comics. (laughs) (laughs) There was all sorts of things like the order of the prison and the farm are different and Maggie in the comics is the one that tries to commit suicide. Oh, yeah. I I think the two... Yeah, they're making their own decisions. They're following a rough path similar to the comics, but they're, they're taking their own decisions within that as a TV show, just like Game of Thrones is doing uh, with the plot, uh, George R. R. Martin's plot. So, and, and they're making good decisions as well. Like, I think they are making some really good, good. Uh, moves with the, with the character. But I, I don't think that this series is a reaction to last series. I think they were going to ratchet things up. This series was going to be that. Maybe they've heightened it a bit more and gone a bit Michael Bay. But I think there's still 
incre- it's still an incredibly good meaty series that I'm looking forward to. It, it, it left me excited about watching this series, and that's that's not been the case for a while when I've been watching it, so I'm really excited. Which has been your problem, not the series problem. Um, just want to state that as fact. Um, good. In Britain, I watched this at 9pm because I've got Now TV and you can watch Fox streaming live on that. Obviously, if you've got Sky in the UK, you can watch it at 9 as well. Matt will have waited till 10 to watch it on Now TV, is that correct? No, I've got it on Virgin on Fox. Oh, okay, great. So you watched it with adverts then? No, I I watched uh, something else for about 20 minutes and recorded it on TiVo and then started watching it. Jamie, did you watch it with adverts? I watched it uh, on my Skybox uh, with no adverts. Okay, well, I sat and watched adverts, commercial breaks for the first time in a long time, and it was quite oh, nice. It's pretty horrible. Well, it was interesting because all of them were computer games and cars, the only things that could afford advertising in the Walking Dead breaks, which was big, big products. Um, and one advert particularly really annoyed me. I just want to mention this. In case anyone else saw it, or if you've seen it, the the um, the new film advert for the Orient Express movie, they state the date at the end of that, not as November the third, not as November third, but November three. Orient Express coming to a cinema near you, November three. When did this start? It's kind of an American thing, I isn't it? Think- I yeah, I think, think this is, is. Uh, I don't think an he, American. I think even in America they said November 3rd. I think it's because of The Walking Dead. Oh, well, I, it could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I think um, it's, uh, it's the garbage people talk coming in. That's right. Um, so that's it. That's uh... what, one, of the, one of the plus points about The Walking Dead, what I liked about this episode as well, is the way zombies are being used. Because let's not push the zombies to the side here. They're still a massively important part of this universe and what 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 rick's team did was use the zombies as a weapon and that's what the role they've got to play in this series the zombies still have an important part to play in this show they are not going to be sidelined as human goes against human they're going to play a role in who lives and dies believe me i've just just quickly as well because i've got to go pretty soon it would be a zombie carry on matthew (laughs) 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 just quickly uh, yeah, because I do have to go. Um, do you think... Um, I can't help but think of him as Carter because he's in the wire. Um, what's his name? Gabriel. Gabriel. The, Gabriel, uh, the, the yeah. vicar. Do you the think vicar. he's going to make it out of that room alive? Oh, I think Negan's going to use him as bait. He's going to try and use him as leverage. Yeah. I, think, I think he's going down. I, I think th- as soon as Rick gave him a pat on the back at the start of the episode, I thought, he's dead. We are going to get Negan's backstory out of the conversation that happens between... Those two, that's what's going to confession. Happen. You're right. And, how we're going to get right. a confession? Um, interesting. I interesting. did hear that from somewhere else. Uh, <coughs> and my favourite line in the whole thing, my favourite exchange, was Gregory and Father Gabriel sat taking cover. Uh, Gregory's just saved him. I mean, uh, Gabriel's just saved Gregory. Gregory says, "Thank you, Father." He says, "No, thank God." And Gregory says, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> That's Xander uh, Berkeley for you. Final predictions for next week. Pin your colours to a mast. Jamie, what are we going to get next week? 
I think we're going to get the return of Negan. He's going to come back with a vengeance, and uh, he's got a plan of his own developing. Okay. Yeah, so something's going to go wrong for the uh, for the heroes next week. Matthew, anything further? Did you not hear? My, I was just saying. I think something's going to go wrong for I them next that. week. That's I heard all. that. I just heard that you were repeating what Jamie said. Anything on top of that? Oh, I see. All right, someone will die. <laughs> <laughs> okay backstory time next week Negan that's my predictions and the trash people will not be seen until at least episode 5 <laughs> right thank you <coughs> if we're wrong about any of this if you'd like to correct us or sling abuse at us email us studio at theboxsetpod.com you can tweet us at theboxsetpod we're probably on Facebook as well, but it's been so long since we used it. We can't be bothered. Just email me. You should put a big fat spoilers warning at the beginning of this. Nah, by the way. Get it. Screw <laughs> Studio at the boxsetpod.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. See you next week for episode two.